And then there were six. We are down officially to the nitty gritty in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Justin Cuthbert back with you. Yes, one more team bit it on Tuesday night with the Carolina Hurricanes bowing out in five games to the Tampa Bay Lightning, while elsewhere the Vegas Golden Knights seize control of the West Final with a 3-2 overtime victory, a pretty rousing comeback for the VGK. But let's start with Tampa and Carolina. We'll start with the uh, decisive action in the NHL on Tuesday night and the 2-0 victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And what, what what more can you say about the Lightning? Like, what a team. I mean, I had some skepticism coming into these playoffs between, you know, Victor Hedman needing surgery and not playing well over the last month of the regular season. I mean, if if clearly he was hurt and he wasn't playing well and he was really the engine for them in the bubble last year, how are they going to repeat the same amount of success this year? They also had Kucherov coming in cold after not playing the entire regular season. And then just the general fatigue. I mean, it is hard to go this deep into the playoffs year after year after year and going through the four rounds not even a year ago. We're talking about eight, nine months since they won the Stanley Cup, since they went through the grind of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it doesn't look like it's showing whatsoever. But all those factors, I mean, I was I was skeptical. I thought Florida had a chance to beat them, and I thought Carolina should have been considered the front runner to come out of the East Division and to win it just as they did in the regular season. But through two rounds now with Tampa, I mean, this team seems better than the one that won the Stanley Cup last season. And I mean, it's, I don't want to say how, I mean, they lost some players, Kevin Shattenkirk, Carter Verhage, Zach Bogosian, Cedric Paquette. I mean, maybe not that consequential, but they gained to Steven Stamkos. I mean, we forget that Steven Stamkos played, what, five minutes? scored that one goal, was limited to just that in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. They also gained a defenseman in David Savard, who's pretty good in playing third-pairing minutes, which tells you a lot about their defense core. But I think with these two victories over Florida and Carolina, two of the elite teams, two of the top 10 teams in the NHL this year, they are proving that they are better than last year. And they're going to be favored next round, and they might be favored all the way through. And if you're looking at anyone else but Tampa Bay to win the Stanley Cup this year, you might want to think twice because this Tampa team, they're a powerhouse, just an absolute powerhouse. There's nothing much more to say. However, it might be the last ride for them. Um, I mentioned Kucherov uh, stashing him away and, you know, having this perfectly timed surgery was the only way they were going to manage to house the Andre Vasilevsky contract or extension uh, and not blow up the team. Um, but you'd think this Kucherov thing is probably not an option again. I mean, how else are they going to engineer the perfectly timed surgical procedure that wouldn't have any impact on what's going to happen in the playoffs? Then Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow, they're both free agents. They're probably going to leave. I mean, at some point, if you win two Stanley Cups, you're probably going to go for the highest bidder. And Seattle, though, will probably take a decent chunk of change off their hands, but still, Close to $99 million on the roster right now for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who navigated the salary cap and the salary cap parameters beautifully, uh, circumventing beautifully. And I give them all the credit in the world for it. Uh, But I'm not sure that they can pull off the same next season. But the here and now is more important. So as for the here and now, I mean, 
what 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 isn't working for this team? Like, can you can you pin can you pinpoint a single player, a single facet of the game that's not working for the Tampa Bay Lightning? I mean, Tyler Johnson was so supposed to be sacrificed from this team years ago. However, there were no takers because his play had dropped off so severely that no one, not even the Detroit Red Wings and Stevie Eiserman, his boy, would take him off their hands while they rebuilt. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But in this series, on the fourth line with Pat Maroon and Ross Colton, who scored a big goal in this game, he has not only looked like a significantly better player, but he's looked like triplet Tyler Johnson. Yes, circa 2015 when he was coming up with Andre Palat and Nikita Kucherov, and they were taking the world by storm on their way to a Stanley Cup final appearance at a loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. With Johnson doing what he's doing, and everybody else doing what they're doing, there isn't a single player that you can look at and say that is not pulling their weight. They are in an incredible groove, the Tampa Bay Lightning right now, and they're... Not going to have to wait too long for their next opponent. Um, But they're going to get a nice little break here. And then either Boston or the New York Islanders will have to travel to Tampa for game one. The biggest weapon, unsurprisingly, remains the power play for Tampa Bay. They finished this series with Carolina with seven power play goals to go along with seven goals scored under all the other conditions. Uh, And it was clinical. They only needed 22 minutes to score those seven goals. Um, so Boston and the Islanders, two teams that have lost to Tampa Bay last season, both of them lost. They were left in Tampa Bay's wake just last season alone in the wake of all those sea just last season alone, a word of advice. Do not take penalties this time around. you like, you'll like Tampa Bay's chances over both in the third round. Um, as much as these teams have changed. I mean, I mentioned Tampa's changes, not too many or not, not to the extent that you'd think after a team had to continue to pay all these players and manage to fit under the salary cap. Um, but they're just as good. Tampa, as I mentioned, maybe better. Boston has improved a little bit. They've added Taylor Hall. The Islanders have made their additions with Kyle Palmieri and Travis, Travis Zajac, but have either of them improved enough to change anything that happened last year with Boston losing in five games and Tampa losing in six in the Eastern Conference Final. Honestly, I don't think so. As for Carolina, I mean, we're we're just still waiting for that break breakthrough from them. It was an unbelievable regular season for Carolina, two points shy of the President's Trophy pace. 
uh, and they won what was not the toughest division by any means, not even the most top-heavy division by any means, but they beat out Florida and Tampa Bay, who were two of the handful, I would say, up to 10 elite teams in the NHL this year. They beat them out. They won the Central Division pretty handily in the end. But when it comes to the playoffs, there's just something missing. I want to just say that they ran into the better team because they did. Uh, They maybe ran into the best team in the Tampa Bay Lightning. But it feels like more than that in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, Nashville closed the gap on them pretty considerably. They had to get by, you know, just on with a string of overtime games. It was tight. It was a tight series versus Nashville. And Tampa, the gap that they have, they extended it. Um, it just seems like the the difference that we see from teams that go from the regular season to playoffs, Carolina doesn't have that jump. They are the same old regular season team, that same elite regular season team, but not the team that can take it to the next level. It will be interesting to see what the Carolina Hurricanes do this summer uh, and everything that they decide uh, probably begins or will be will come after the domino the first domino which is deciding what to do with unrestricted free agent Dougie Hamilton okay let's move on to Vegas and Colorado it was a 3-2 victory for the uh Vegas Golden Knights as I mentioned they move up 3-2 in their series it was a series where the home team had held serve until tonight uh and honestly it was a heartbreaking game for Colorado uh I don't want to say it was the perfect pair of home periods for them to start the game but they could have easily been up 3-0, 4-0 to start the third period in what was really, after what we saw in games three and four, a fantastic bounce back effort and response in game five. But instead, the lead was 2-0 because they didn't convert on all their opportunities. And when Andre Burakovsky made one mistake and then Colorado committed too many players up ice on another mistake on an odd man rush that they were looking to strike with, The game ended up going to overtime where Mark Stone, captain of the Vegas Golden Knights, capitalized on another mistake. If there was anyone that got caught with their pants down the most in this game, it was Colorado defenseman Ryan Graves. He was caught up ice on that 2-2 goal. As I mentioned, he was the player that was trying to receive the pass on the 4-on-2 rush. And with a 2-1 lead on Vegas... And you're a stay-at-home defenseman in your blood. Maybe you shouldn't be jumping in at that moment. But the second mistake was more egregious because he was, you know, offensive zone possession for Colorado. He had the puck. His first shot was blocked by Stone. It went right back to him. And then he tried to get the second shot through. And it did at least get through the first of the first body of the wave of bodies in between himself and the net. But what happened is he just got caught watching where the puck was going. He was taking pictures of his shot attempt. And if you take pictures, if you're a defenseman, you creep up ice a little bit. You forgot about Mark Stone behind you. And the puck immediately went up to Stone, who collected the breakaway pass and scored with a beautiful shot on Philip Grubauer. For Stone himself, potentially a huge step toward what would be quite a moment for him as captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, this isn't the Stanley Cup final right here, this West Division final. Um, but it is a major, major hurdle on the path to the Stanley Cup final. Um, as most people know, either Vegas or Colorado will get Montreal next. And I don't want to be counting out Montreal again because I've done it now two successive series and it's bitten me. 
but um, you would definitely favor either team over Montreal, and that puts them in a 50-50 scenario to win the Stanley Cup. And what a moment it would be for the first ever captain in Vegas Golden Knights history uh, to be there to take the take the Stanley Cup from Gary Bettman. Maybe going a little bit too far because Colorado is still in this series. And there's a few things that actually Jared Bednar can work with after having some success in this game. It will be more difficult to get the matchups that he was trying to get in game five and game six because they won't have last change. And they were pretty much doing the, the hard match tango in between every whistle in this game. But what they did have a lot of success with in this game was Nathan McKinnon matching up against the misfit line of Riley Smith, William Carlson, and Jonathan Marcheseau. And the second line, which had Gabriel Landeskog drop down to uh, playing against the Mark Stone line. So they had a lot of success there with those two top lines going at it one-on-one, but a little bit more optimized for Colorado and not, you know, top line on top line and second line on second line. But the, the mix seemed to favor Colorado a little bit, at least more so than to what it was in games three and four. Uh, and that wasn't just the only positive. I mean, Bednar made a bunch of lineup changes um, in addition to Landis Cog on the second line and sawed up on the first line, and he scored a big goal, the opening goal of the game. He also inserted Alex Newhook and Logan O'Connor, who had a pretty good big impact, both of them, respectively, on what was it would have been the fourth and third lines with Newhook playing on the fourth and O'Connor on the third. Newhook um, set up the second goal for Colorado, what was a 2 nothing goal. I don't know if it's the best version of the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, it can't be because there's a couple players that are out. Um, but the best of what they have right now, maybe the closest to it we've seen in this series, but I still think they might need... Bowen Byram to be inserted in order to achieve their optimized lineup, at least for game six. We'll see if they go that route. I don't think it'll be Ryan Graves coming out, um, but either Nemeth or Timmins for Byram seems like something they should at least entertain. I mentioned that they didn't have the full complement. That's for injuries, but also boneheaded decisions. And the boneheaded decision belongs to Nazem Kadri, who can now have his third, or not third consecutive, but three of the last four postseasons for him end with him suspended and watching from the press box. That's a possibility because the Vegas Golden Knights can advance and eliminate Colorado in the final game of the eight-game suspension that Kadri is serving for his blindside hit in game two versus the St. Louis Blues. Um, it would be uh, just another devastating chapter in Nazem Kadri's career and at least some sort of validation if you're a member of the Maple Leafs management team that traded him away a couple summers ago. Um, for Vegas, in terms of lineup changes, the only real surprise was uh, Ryan Reeves not playing in game six or game five, rather. I wonder if he'll be back for game six. Um, he is, you know, he's been considered a por- an important part of that team for a long time. Uh, maybe less so in this pl- these playoffs. His, his impact seems to be uh, slightly diminished and they had some success in their bottom six tonight and throughout this this. Uh, this series versus Colorado and he was suspended for two games and they managed to win uh, one of those games and they, they were pretty close to stealing the other one as well. So I wonder if Ryan Reeves gets in probably more of an influence on Vegas's home turf where he can help get the crowd more involved with his 
physical brand of play. However, for game six, at least if you're a Colorado fan, all eyes will be on Nathan McKinnon, uh, the Avalanche star who's considered by pretty much everyone unanimously, or at least in the majority, that he is the best postseason player on the planet right now. But he does not have a point in the last three games, each of those games being a loss for Colorado, and now they are facing elimination after starting these Stanley Cup playoffs 6-0 and and now losing three in a row. So it's time for him to step up. I don't know if, if he goes silently into the night, then that narrative or that idea that he's the best, most dominant player in the postseason, I mean, it's, 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 hard, to, it's, hard, to, uh, it's hard to make that argument, even though it's a fleeting, ridiculous conversation, and we shouldn't be just reacting to everything that happens. I mean, it's more than just one player that's involved here. But Nathan McKinnon, I mean, this is as good of a chance for the Colorado Avalanche to win a Stanley Cup as any. Nathan McKinnon has to step up and lead the charge in Game 6 if Colorado is to survive. Last note on this game, I I love the old-school vibe to this series in that it's like all about protecting home ice. And clearly Colorado failed to do that in Game 5, and maybe that'll be the difference in the series. But, I mean, before we went to these you know, lifeless barns in the pandemic where there's only a smattering of fans at best. I mean, this changed in the playoffs a little bit, but you know, we forgot about how much influence fans can have on the game. And I think that even from 10, 15 years ago has, has diminished a lot where, you know, you could chalk up two victories on home ice pretty easily because there was just such an advantage of playing at home. And it seemed like it, we, sort of going back to those days in this series where it's difficult to be the same team on away ice because of the fans and because of the way the opponent plays on their home ice. Uh, it felt like that's what it was going to carry. That sto- sort of storyline was going to carry through right into the end. Uh, but Vegas found a way to silence those fans in the third period and then get what could be the decisive goal in this series off the stick of Mark Stone. Um as mentioned off the top, we are getting down to it. Six teams remaining. Uh, we kind of have an idea of how all the matchups can look. I mean, we know Montreal is going to face the winner of Colorado and Vegas, and we know that Tampa Bay is going to face the winner of Boston and the New York Islanders. So we kind of have an idea what the Stanley Cup could look like, what the se- what the semifinals are going to look like. The intrigue is sort of dying because it's all sort of the pieces are coming into place maybe quicker than it needs to. Um, but, uh, it's shaping up to be a good finale. Um, if the Islanders get through and it's just a redux of, um, Tampa and the Islanders last year, which wasn't that competitive, even though it went to six games, maybe that's not the best thing. And we don't know if Montreal can be that competitive against either Colorado or Vegas, but it's hard not to pencil in an ideal, I don't want to say dream, but pretty close to it. Stanley cup final with either Colorado or Vegas versus Tampa or versus Boston, perhaps. The Islanders maybe could upset the apple cart a little bit there, but uh, it seems like we're trending towards what could be a brilliant Stanley Cup final. Um, So again, Wednesday night, Boston will look to stave off elimination in Long Island in front of those crazy fans at Nassau Coliseum. We could have the third entry into the NHL semifinals, and we will await Colorado and Vegas to finish things off, potentially Thursday night before heading into the weekend. So we could be on to round three by the weekend. 
we could be waiting for Colorado and Vegas in a knock them down, drag them out seventh game. We shall see. But we are closer after Tuesday's night action, Tuesday night's action to uh, a little bit more clarity in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we roll on here on the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. We'll talk soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 